the Fairgrounds Friday Pick 5 edition of the Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. Use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by the SGPN merch store. 15% off everything when you use the promo code PLAYOFFS. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And folks, as always, it's all good, baby, baby. It was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I got my Cuban links on. Yes, Cuban B. And I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland. I got ice all over my body, looking like a snowman. Big rocks in the grill, dancing like a slow jam. My chain's so heavy, I'm walking like an old man. Try me, you... Welcome to the show. Uh, I got to tell you, today was a little bit of a fire drill. Um, I believe it's uh, a racism if I attach a nationality to the fire fire drill. So I'm just going to say there's a little bit of a fire drill. Um, speaking of racism, joining me today from the Chicagoland area, a friend who proves that I'm not racist, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Rodriguez. What's up, dude? Uh, not much, man. Uh, I, I don't know how to feel about that intro. Um, and, you know, there were a couple of times that I was reaching for the soundboard, but I, you know, I realized that and this is your podcast. I'll let you control the soundboard. I will I will be a good guest this time and, and not inundate you with uh, with random sounds. But uh, no, I've been doing pretty good uh, staying trying to stay warm here. Um, you know, obviously, with the weather. Uh, that did influence what we tried to do uh, today um, multiple times, but I don't know. I you know I, I think we landed on a, a pretty fun sequence uh, to handicap here, and uh, you know I, I'm always a a big fan of the um, Louisiana circuit. Um, you know we actually. Um, big fans of it from uh, on the wrong lead, uh, both Caleb and Mark. Uh, I mean, they love themselves some Delta Downs. Uh, Caleb has jumped on the, the Delta Downs uh, bandwagon. Uh, and, and also Andrew, uh, Mr. Andrew Champagne, who I know is going to be on uh, on the show later this week. Uh, he's no, another big Delta guy. So, um, yeah, this should, be, this should be a fun little sequence. Yeah, it's, as, as Josh alluded to, uh, let's see. I, I want to say that I was really good and really on top of my shit uh, all week. Like, I had Oakland Friday knocked out, handicapped. I had the entire Oakland Saturday card knocked out, handicapped. Uh, and then the message came down that because of the weather here, which, by the way, like, it's Chicago cold here in Arkansas. So I firmly can tell you now that I could not live, like, where you live in in the Chicago land area. I don't think it's Chicago cold because we were negative 11 a couple of days ago. I, I think you guys are just like in the, are you guys in the single digits down there? Where, where are you guys at? Yeah. Right yeah. Okay. We, we, we've been hover, hovering around zero with like a negative wind chill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's serious not... business, man. Like I have, I'm supposed to go in the office tomorrow for a, um, a 
like social event basically like there's no work to be done uh on site but everyone's like hey we're gonna do this thing like everyone come down and i you know my my wife tells me all the time i am a social butterfly so hey like i'll I'll go into the office for a happy hour i don't care i'll i'll, I'll you know make the commute on the train it takes me an hour and a half each way whatever i'll do it uh to go out for a happy hour that's fine um it is way too freaking cold to be doing that stuff. Um, yeah, and it's just, you know, I've, uh, yeah, I, I'm just like, I, I don't think I want to deal with that tomorrow. So, um, I think I might be, uh, might be staying in. Uh, so hopefully none of my coworkers are listening to this, but I might, uh, might Oh, show up. turns out all of your coworkers actually listen to this show. Uh, it's, uh, we have a, actually a seg we have a call in segment. That's just all of your coworkers calling in to talk shit about you. I, typically. That, I do have, I do have a funny work story real quick. Uh, it, oh, it is please. horse racing related, but, okay. um, so I'm in this, like, it's like a leadership program, right? It's a, it's a cohort, right? So it's like a small subset of people from our um I, I work for a university health system um so some people from the university some people from uh the health system and we have a like kind of like a kickoff meeting with just the just the health people so i like everyone knows of everybody in the room at least maybe they haven't worked with them directly but everyone kind of knows and so the goal is we go around this group of like 20 people and somebody has to ask you a question it could be whatever right it's just icebreaker type stuff you know you've you've played this game before in probably any type of forced uh forced social interaction or group work right or whatever. right um and so we sit there and somebody who knows i do a podcast doesn't know what kind of podcast i'm doing asks so I hear you do a podcast. What what is your podcast about? And like nor like people know I like to go to Vegas at work. People know I bet on the horses, right? But like these are people who I work with like you know, closely, people who I'm sure they like don't know them. to the extent to which you I mean maybe you, not. But yeah. so I'm like, "Oh, you know, I do a horse racing podcast." Not even kidding you. One of the directors goes, "Yes!" and he does like a fist pump. I'm yeah. like, that's my guy. That's like, that, that's my guy. Like, I I got I got to talk to that guy over there. So uh, it was <laughs> funny. Like... I, I like I, I that wasn't like the that wasn't the reaction <laughs> I was expecting to get. Um, yeah. But the clap, the fist pump, like the the yow. I mean, he literally like basically screamed across the room. So uh, it was pretty yeah. funny. You know, we we talked uh, we talked a little bit about Breeders' Cup and. Um, you know, traveling the tracks. He was telling me, you know, he travels all the time for stuff. So um, it's just funny. Uh, you know, I, I kind of got into horse racing uh, from my last job uh, through somebody at work. Um, and uh, so it, it seems that degeneracy runs in uh, in the workplace. Uh, so it's, you know, it's funny, like when you tell people that this is like what you're what you're into and, and what you do like uh it, it's very mixed bag like either people think it's awesome um they are horse players and they you know they just kind of know what's up or the response is just like oh you have a gambling problem don't you that's that's usually like the response that people give it's like oh yeah i really like horse racing they're like oh oh is the heat on at your home <laughs> uh yes yes it is uh in fact so it's uh 
yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, good on you for finding another another uh, human being to connect with uh, at work, though. Yeah, it, it, like, yeah, it, it was just kind of like a like a, just a funny little interaction because yeah, you you never know how people are gonna react, right? Um, it, it's kind of like that, like that first work happy hour, where like you've never you haven't really like gone out with these people or met these people, and you're just like how how many how many drinks is it okay to have you know like right i mean i like i said i work downtown so i don't drive i literally i'm like half a mile from the train station here you, uh, I you just have to pour train. yourself into a train at some yeah. point yeah so i'm like whatever like if i have like four or five drinks right i'm a little tipsy i'm gonna get back to the i'm gonna get to the train okay i'm gonna get home fine um but uh you know you're sitting there and you're like and then i remember one like like maybe the second or the third time i went out like i was i had had enough and i was like getting ready to leave and my coworker just kept on ordering drinks and i'm like all right well i think i found a good spot to work <laughs> you know like, right uh but i'll tell you when i worked in the liquor industry uh we had a saying for those like happy hours and work events which was uh you know no one gets promoted at these things but people do get fired <laughs> and it's happened. Like, you know, people it, it's uh, in the liquor industry over serving yourself is such a big no, no that like, it's, it's pretty funny seeing people get just like, like people get tanked. And you're like, Oh man, they're turning in their, their company credit card and key fob tomorrow. Oh, uh, they man. didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's, it gets bad. Like distillery trips and stuff, especially like whenever, like, you know, it's, it's like in, you know, it's, kind of rude to turn down like you know all of the, the samples and everything i'd never spit out alcohol before i started working at like a a uh liquor comp you know liquor distributor and had to like actually uh be sober at two o'clock in the afternoon you know after after doing like a wine wine class and stuff yeah. and tasting all these wines uh speaking of tasting wine uh what are josh and i are going to be talking about today well we mentioned it's cold everywhere Everywhere is canceling. We were going to do Oakland. Oakland canceled. Uh, we we're like, okay, that's fine. We pivot. We'll do Turfway. Well, I got about 15 minutes into doing Turfway. Turfway canceled. So we have to kind of nibble at the crust of the United States, uh, play the tracks on the fringes, on the coasts. And uh, we settled on doing Fairgrounds for this Friday. Uh, their late pick five. That's this Friday, the 19th of January, year of our Lord, 2024. Uh, and the late pick five is going to start race five. I'm three forty five Eastern, two forty five. God's twelve forty five specific time zone, as I've taken to calling it. Um, before we jump into it, though, got to get a word in from our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help you make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets what what lines do i like for the playoffs i mean honestly i like all of them i love playing football but i don't like teasers you do a teaser you're dead to me so download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code sgp new customers can bet just five bucks to get 
200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpcg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age verifies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right. Uh, and as always, after reading all those disclaimers, I have to get a rehydration interlude in. I don't want to shill too hard, but yeah. uh, DraftKings is my sports book of choice. So There you go. There you go. It's uh, I actually can't get it here in Arkansas. Mm. I cannot get DraftKings in Arkansas. Uh, I would, I, well, I can. I just have to VPN it, and then I could get DraftKings. But I also like playing by the rules. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. There's, there's just something about the interface I like. Um, you know, some of the other ones, I, I just, I haven't, uh, I haven't liked um, with, with the, yeah. the mobile app. So, yeah. There, there we go. You heard it right there from Josh Rodriguez, the biggest fan of DraftKings sports uh, out there. Uh, Definitely join DraftKings. Use that SGP code. All right. Uh, for uh, let's tug ahead and talk this pick five. Did you have any sort of like overarching strategy for the sequence? I know we were kind of rushing, so it might have might have been just a ready set handicap. So there's a couple. There's I think one or two spots where I'm I'm definitely trying to get around uh, the favorite. Um, you know I I'm kind of wide in I'm definitely wide in one leg. Um, I am ending this uh, with a single. Um, and I think, you know, that that's really how we're going to get paid in this spot. Uh, I, I have a single in the last leg that isn't the morning line favorite. We'll see what what price we end up getting on this horse. But, um, yeah, uh, it's going to be kind of, you know, survive in advance the first couple legs and see if we can get live to our single in the last. And, um, yeah, we're going to keep it uh, we're going to keep it under 50 bucks here with the $36 ticket. So. Um, you know, if, uh, I, I will, if I, well, I, I, I try to play basically every ticket I give out. So, um, as, as long as I remember, cause this is going to be during my work week, I, I will put this ticket in and I, I'll, I'll try to leverage it in some way, um, with, with some of these, um, shorter prices in the first couple of legs and hit this multiple times. Uh, cause if, if I get that single home, uh, I obviously I want to get paid. So, um, but I don't know. I, I thought that there was a bunch of interesting races in here, um, and not that Louisiana is necessarily a, a small circuit, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll say we'll say it's in in the B tier of uh, of racing circuits. Sure. Um, and you know, we start off in race five with with a turf race. And what's really interesting about turf racing in these jurisdictions, uh, especially when you get stuff like uh, state bred races. Um, Texas was always really big on this as well, but unfortunately we cannot bet on Texas racing anymore. Um, it, it's kind of like play the game of find a turf horse, right? Because oftentimes you get these horses that they're like, eh, they rode a turf race. Let's toss this complete dirt pedigreed horse on here. And Hey, maybe he's just going to be the best 
and 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 he'll win um you know but you you'll see i I remember uh caleb and i used to love to bet caraconti horses uh that would show up at sam houston you know and like you're looking you're looking at all these other horses you're like these are dirt horses and here comes here comes a caraconti first time on the turf it's like all right he's 10 to 1 because all of his dirt tries have been garbage like let's let's send it in you know and we hit on a couple right. of them um so yeah so i think i you know I, like i said I'm, I'm a little bit spread uh kind of up front with a single at the end um i i'm i feel very strongly about my single though in that last leg so um it, it's it's really just trying to get to that last leg nice i i ended up I ended up skinny uh, in a few places, but also going super wide. And uh, it's funny, you you single to end it. I'm super wide to end it to tip my hand here. Let's go ahead. Let's dive in. Race five, seven and a half furlong, $50,000 optional claimer on the turf. And I didn't think that the pace in this race got too warm at all. I think it's kind of like a little polar vortex. It might be a little bit cold out there uh, on the front end of this one. Uh, and th- I think that this one could possibly be won by someone running on the front end of the pace. You know, with no pace, there's some short odds horses you can toss while you spread with, you know, any horse that you think might inherit the lead. So I ended up going three deep. Uh, did you kind of think the same thing about the pace here? You know, it's funny. Um, I, I use a couple of different tools uh, when it comes to handicapping pace. I, I use optics a lot. Um, I, I haven't had a chance to look at uh, optics for this race, but I use optics. I usually compare it against uh, time form. Uh, and then, you know, obviously what we see in Brisnet, um, you know, you, you know how we call uh, central time, uh, God's time. Uh, yes, I, yes. Brisnet, I, I call that God's PPs because I think, uh, um, you know, if I had if I had to stick to one product, it would probably be the, the Brisnet PP. But, um, you know, I, I definitely dabble in a couple other ones, uh, especially in, in the bigger circuits. Uh, I think time form is, is very, very valuable. Um, but. I think Timeform disagrees with you a little bit. They have it written as a fast pace. Um, but oftentimes I feel like on some of these these turf, you know, this is going seven and a half furlongs. It's two turns, so technically a route, but I mean, it's a very short route, you know. Right. It's, it's, a, it's kind of like a long sprint. The fact that it's two turns, I think, makes it a little bit different. But I, I'm not, I'm not, overly concerned i think with the amount of speed that um you know time form seems to think is in here i think it's going to be a, a a fair pace um I, and i kind of think that the race you know I, I have three horses written down in here um you know the, the first horse uh, and probably my top pick in this race is going to be the five uh smiling ellie here um coming off a win here in a maiden claimer uh, going a mile uh, sat just off uh, a, a pretty, it looked like a pretty fast uh, pace. We did have some red fractions there uh, on time form. Um, you know, sat in third and had that one run. And I mean, basically opened up by two lengths in the stretch and ended up winning by three quarters of a length. Um, so, you know, I, time form has this horse on the front end. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. I, I do think that. There's maybe another horse that might be a little bit faster, um, but the five's my top pick in here. Um, I, I do have two other horses, but uh, why don't uh, why don't you tell me where where you kind of landed? I mean, I will say that I did use the five, Smiling Ellie, 
Um, I actually ended up right there, smack dab in the middle of this field with three horses. I, I used the four, five, six. Um, I guest of honor. I, I wanted to toss guest of honor because uh, it's his first time facing winners. But given the pace component of this race, and I didn't think it was going to get too fast, and I thought that a horse near the front won it, uh, I couldn't. Uh, I mean, it's for a tag, and it's coming off of a bullet, which for me is like, uh, sh- this should be a fade. This should not be a horse that I'm using. But it's just, once again, I, I think that this is how the, uh, I want to keep this one on the ticket because of how I think that the pace shakes out. Uh, and then the other one that I'm using, the the six, she's kind of talked about Smiling Ellie, is Katie's Factor at eight to one. Um, I think that this one is actually who could end up being the speed of speed in, in this race. And uh, the other two, you know, the other two could surprise and get it. But I think that this is the one that, that's definitely sent hard from the gate. Only career win came at half a furlong shorter. This, you know, one has the edge of not facing winners for the first time. So th- this is my top pick as a horse that I would win bet in this race, even though I'm, I'm using all three. Yeah. Um, the two other horses I used, um, I used the one horse, Miss Jeopardy here. Um, you know, P-Type uh, has has been, you know, pretty close. I mean, that, that last race at Oak Lawn, I know, was on the dirt. Um, and if you look, it was sixth at first call and then fourth at second call. It was fourth by a length, right? So it was just it was sitting right on the pace, um, and you know ended up winning by three quarters of a length here. Um, maybe a little bit. Uh, you know, we talked about earlier. You know, is this really a turf horse? Mm, I'm not really sure. Um, you know, it does have a run over the synthetic uh, that was okay, uh, but um, I just thought that the you know looking at on Brisnet, the horse doesn't look super impressive, but um the time form fix that last race came back pretty well so i think if this horse does take to the turf i think uh is going to be um it's going to be a player in this race and the other horse i'm using um is the nine espere uh or espere um and you know you look at this horse the figs look a bit slow um broke its maiden over in, in uh, at horseshoe indiana um on a sloppy track and you know it just it didn't look that great uh both both uh, products i'm looking at just have it as a as a pretty slow figure but going back to my point before with turf horses um cantheros likes to you know put out turf horses and 15 percent first time on the turf for cantheros so um getting lasix for the first time first time on the turf uh, that's a plus move for uh, Mr. Desmoreau here. Uh, he gets, uh, uh, or DeSormo. Uh, he's 19% first time on the uh, on the grass. And yeah, I just think that this is this is a positive move uh, for this trainer, for this uh, sire. So I, I think at 8 to 1, um, this, this is definitely a, a price that, uh, that you're going to want to include. So I got five who I'll probably use the most in Smiling Ellie, but I'm also going to use the one and the nine in this spot. I mean, the one and the nine were horses that I that I liked quite a bit, and I do like that you kind of covered yourself in terms of different run styles, whereas I kind of threw a front-end run style at it. All right, before we get to the rest of this card, i got to get a word in from our good friends at Cut. 
Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Peer-to-peer social betting is a new and better way to bet. Bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes, plus tons of fun social features that give it the feel of a betting social network. Cut offers a lower and fully customizable odds. Create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side of things so you never have to chase anyone down for money. Social features equal like group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. Plus, you can get cash back every single time you bet against your friends to other users. Remember, Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based, legal in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. Use promo code SGPN deposit bonus and as always we are brought to you by our friends at underdog fantasy who have a way for you to play alongside your favorite fantasy football players all season long nfl nba nhl college basketball and college football simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players fantasy stats and cash in my favorite underdog pick for today's show is ever take that to take that shit to the next level Holmes. that's what i say So, watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. We sign up promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And let me get a little rehydration in. If you had a second line and them boys got it done, you better run for it. Chase, I don't mean to shill too much, but do you know what my favorite social betting platform is? is? Is it cut? Uh, well, I've never used it before, but uh, it is my favorite uh, steakhouse in Vegas. Okay. I'm just kidding. I've never been to that steakhouse either in Vegas. I'm just, you're I'm just, just, yeah. I'm just trying to. You're just, yeah. You know, I appreciate it. I see what you're doing, <laughs> and I appreciate it. That's the, that's the important part. All right, moving on. Let's talk about race six. Uh, our first maiden rate in this uh, race in this uh, sequence is going to be eight furlongs, thirty five thousand dollar maiden special weight on the dirt. Uh. I should probably be deeper than I'm going in this race, but there's only two horses I'm really interested in, in playing here. One is definitely a uh, dirty little pig boy angle. Little pig boy. Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic, dirty bitch, baby. Mistress gets the stand on. Little pig boy t-shirts out there, by the way. Just throwing that throwing that out. Uh and the other is the, the only horse that has ever passed other horses. Uh, well, what did you think of this main special weight race? Who'd you go with, Josh? Um, well, in this case, I went three wide. I don't think I... Well, I, I guess I'm not using the favorite in this spot, um, who is looks to be the two, uh, Lady Aberdeen at seven to two. Very lukewarm favorite. Um, I think this is a very... Um, it's a very flat race, it looks like, on the morning line. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm going to use three horses in here. Um, I started with the one and the three, Tempting Lady and uh, Galladini. Um, you know, looking at the pace for this race, there's a shot that one of these horses just goes out to the front end and just doesn't get caught. Uh, there's a there's a shot that maybe they both go out to the front end and maybe they duel and one of them keeps on going. So these are the, the two leaders that uh, uh, based off of their previous races, which I said there's a bunch of lightly raced horses in this race. Um, you know, both of them had respectable uh, figures on the time form scale last time out. Uh, the one is definitely a, a horse that's been improving. Um, and 
you know, I they even gave um, they they downgraded the fig from the last race uh, time form did so. It could even be a, a better number depending on whether or not that adjustment was was correct. Um, so I, I thought one and three made the most sense of the horses that had start, um, and then. I'm also going to use, uh, you know, probably a horse that Andrew Capone is going to have a lot of money going through, uh, which is the four bagel and deli. Um, Cause if that man loves himself, some cured meats and, uh, and bagels. Um, and I think bagel and deli here uh, for Joe Sharp um, fired two or a bullet and then a near bullet uh, going five furlongs uh, in one and three fifths. Um, and you know, kind of came back and, and and ran another pretty decent uh, five furlong work. Um, so, you know, I, looking at the pedigree, not necessarily win first up. I, I mean, he's fine. Congrats at ten percent, um, which is about what Joe Sharp is. Joe Sharp's a nine percent trainer first time out. Gets James Graham aboard, who is always right up there uh, at the fairground meet for for top jockey. Um, so, you know, gets a good jock aboard. Um, the dam has got three winners from three starters. Um, so it, the, the dam has been productive. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot to like about this four, um, you know, coming in here. Um, so I'm going to use the one and the three, and then I'm also going to use the first time starter four. All right. So I, first of all, like everything that you said about Aber- uh, Lady Aberdeen, the uh, the two, is literally what I have written in my notes. Uh, and I'm going to read them to you, in fact, because it's so crazy how uh, you stole the words out of my mouth here. Was It's the chalk, but it's the lukewarm chalk on, mm-hmm. on the morning line. Um, but it's the only horse I think that has proven that it can pass uh, other horses. Maybe not necessarily sustain a bit. Maybe that passing was just passing other tired horses, but at least made up ground a little bit. And it seemed like no one else could, could possibly do that. Uh, gets the first strangler who's managed a strong meat, uh, hitting a 24% right now, uh, at a fairground. So, you know, with maiden races, they're, they're either one on the front end or they're one by the one horse that has actually learned how to pass other horses. I think Lady Aberdeen might be the horse that's learned how to pass other horses and, and, and can get it. Um, also, I just described every single horse race that could either be one on the front end or one by a race where horses pass other horses. Uh, glad that you're all here for that hard hitting uh analysis um the next one i used the seven flathead uh finale which is uh my dirty little pig boy horse little pig boy comes from the dirt (laughs) he's a weasley little mud grub who needs to be stood on little pig boy josh i mentioned that dirty little pig boy uh t-shirts are are available you did i did okay okay oh that's covered um you know the angle is horses that miss the break or have trouble and don't make the lead in their first career start, uh, betting those horses to run back. Uh, we haven't seen what the horse can really do yet. And maybe with an aggressive ride by, uh, my boy who, uh, we're glad he's free, uh, money stacks McMahon, uh, this one could possibly get brave and take the field all the way around. And I don't know about you, but I, like it when my jockeys have done time you know not necessarily done time but uh almost caught a charge for attempted murder the ray lewis of jockeys yes yes uh 
not so not i guess we can't say murder murdering cj uh because he didn't really it was attempted uh attempted murdering cj uh i i guess but i i, I must have dropped the charges so um yeah there we go moving on race seven five and a half furlongs hundred thousand dollars non-winners of two lifetime optional claimer on the turf uh this felt like a single or toss kind of race uh josh what did you think the same thing dude this race i i literally stared at this race for probably 80 to 90 percent of the time it took me to cap the, these five races i probably spent the majority of my time looking at this race and i just kept on flipping between products going back and forth like just trying to find something and you know a lot of these horses just kind of look the same exactly the same and yep. you got horses and like i said this is exactly the kind of stuff i was talking about you got horses that haven't run on the dirt or haven't run on the turf have only run on the dirt and some of them have run pretty well on the dirt or, or at least had nice figures uh for for the level that they're running at on the dirt and they're just like hey let's try this horse on the turf and man this is just this was just a, a pretzel like a mind pretzel man like i was just sitting there just trying to figure out what i was going to do um i i i think the horse to beat is probably the three cows um here uh you get uh david cohen and wayne catalano hooking up here um that the last two races uh, are, are very, very competitive with the with what everyone else has run. Uh, this looks to be a horse that's going to be pretty forwardly placed. Um, I, I don't think is a need to lead type horse. Uh, you know, obviously his his lone win was coming from off the turf at Saratoga, um, but I mean, if you kind of look at this horse, you know, they started they they started in a maiden at Saratoga immediately ran it in those stakes at uh keeneland ran it back in a dirt race at keeneland for some reason uh and then brought it back to a, a, a turf allowance race here at fairgrounds so you know if if you follow you know horse racing closely like we do you see a horse that debuts on the turf as a two-year-old at saratoga i mean somebody thinks something of this horse right right so right exactly so you know seeing that um you know this horse has obviously been running against some really really nice horses has probably got um you know i i know i always say class doesn't matter uh but uh in this case when all the when all the horses look exactly the same like it's like the 27th tiebreaker so um I, I think i think it looks like the class of the field in this spot um and then and then i got a long shot that i like in this spot um and that's the six scat free uh and you know this is unlike my internet search history <laughs> much like our uh or my you know discussion in, in the first turf race where i'm looking for somebody someone with, with some turf pedigree and uh union rags and free drop billy ain't it but if you look on the damn side uh you got scat daddy uh, on the damn side and scat daddy is a heck of a turf sire uh we've seen justify turn into a heck of a turf sire uh who is a you know uh, a scat daddy uh son of scat daddy so you know i, I think that that scat free here getting on might be getting on, on on the right surface 
You know, Shane Wilson is at 17% on the meet, uh, 20% second off the layoff. He gets Jose Guerrero here, who's, you know, had a really, really good start to the meet. Him and uh, Shane are hitting at 22%. You're getting 15 to 1 on the morning line. Uh, you know, I'll take a shot. Um, you know, I think this is, a, this is a horse that's got a lot uh, a lot going for it uh, in this spot. I don't think that there's necessarily a ton of great turf horses in this race. So uh, I'll stick with just the three and the six. I uh, I actually, you know, I said you need, either needed to single or toss. Well, I tossed and then I asshole single. Um, yes, I'm, I'm saying uh, I want to mingle. You want to mingle. Yeah. Now- and it's going to be with the horse that you mentioned, the three. Uh, cows at four to one like you said it, it does look like the the uh most likely winner you actually did a pretty good job covering it in terms of uh, what all you liked with it it was pretty much what i liked with it as well so i'll go go and talk shit about aspenite uh instead uh, of talking about cows uh, the reason i didn't use aspenite even though i almost singled this horse is i'm irked by the fact that this horse has never passed other horses to win it's only done done things in the gate to wire fashion Every time it's run from off the pace, it's come up short. I uh, kind of think that a horse that can run from off the pace is likely who who wins. So that's why we ended up with uh, with cows with uh, with David Cohen uh, himself. Uh, so that is race seven. We're almost through this pick five. That was the hump day leg. We're on to the back half, but before. We get to the back half. Got to get a word in from the good nerds at Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter. This NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rates for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. And, Josh, I... I kept mentioning to you the the dirty little pig boy shirts. Well, now I'm going to mention to you that 15%, there's 15% off everything in the SGPN merch store now until the end of the month using the promo code playoffs or playoffs. Uh, and listen, we're actually competing against other shows for a bonus. So you can help me out by picking up a dirty little pig boy shirt or maybe one of the other AI designs or some of the sweet ass AI designs that our merch god Jake Paquin has made. So check out the SGPN merch store. Definitely buy some of those shirts. Help me win $500. I'll figure out a way to make it awesome for you if I win $500 uh, short of sending you money. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, That's my money. I worked for it. (laughs) You're listening to me work for it. All right. Uh, Chase, I don't mean to shill too much. But do you know what my favorite <laughs> sports gambling podcast network store is? Is it the SGPN store? It is. All right. Is. All right. You know, you know what my favorite part of that dirty little pig boy shirt is, Josh? What? It makes my wife super uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I put I mean, it on depend- yesterday. Yeah. Depending on how much AI art of yours she's seen, I mean, you sent me a couple of samples today that made me feel pretty uncomfortable. So Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun, it's a fun thing to do to make people feel uncomfortable with AI art. Uh, moving on to the penultimate leg race, eight, six furlongs, $80,000 optional claiming on the dirt. 
Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to tip my hand here. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I that I'm actually a uh, I'm a I'm a double single uh, in this one. Um, now the women love you when you get out there. Why do you think that is? What did you say? The women love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. Huh? And honestly, I feel just as confused as James Brown there. Because, God damn it, I don't want to single this horse, but I'm afraid that I have to. Uh, I've seen Brad Cox do this with this kind of horse too many times to count. So I, I'm, I'm going to be singling the Brad Cox horse. Josh, uh, give me some, some in-depth analysis of this, this race eight. Yeah, um, I did not have a very, very uh, strong opinion in this race, except for the fact that I want to beat this eight. Uh, the horse that you are singling. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of was looking over it. Um, you know, I landed on four horses, but I think I am going to add a, an additional horse here. So I'm going to go five wide. So I'm very spread here. Um, I guess we can start with my top pick in this race. And that's going to be the six, uh, Chasing Time. Um, now, this is a, a horse by Not This Time um, and is owned by my racehorse. So in, we'll say in single leg, uh, there, there's no value, I think, in this race uh, or in this horse when betting, you know. Yeah, it, it will uh, be five to two. It's an eight to one on the morning line. That will be five to two due to the, the my racehorse connections. Yeah. But I think this horse, this horse is, is a pretty consistent horse. I think, uh, you know, you're looking at the the speed figures on the time form side. They're all over 100. They're sitting between that, like, 108 to 116 range. Does have a best of a 123, um, which, if I remember correctly, is probably the fastest uh, fig that anyone in this field has run. Um, so has definitely got ability the horse is only five, so you know that that tends to be where uh, dirt horses kind of like are at their peak, right? Four, uh, late four-year-old, early five-year-old season, uh, and then they kind of maybe start to taper off a little bit as they get older. Um, so I really think that this is you know going to be prime time here for chasing time, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I can't in good conscience just be like, yeah, let, let, let's single this six um, because I do think that there are a couple other horses that have run fast enough uh, to to be in a conversation. Uh, the two pro oxidant and I'm just going to kind of go in post position order uh, after this um, is kind has got a couple of dirt races uh, going, uh, you know, six and a half, seven furlongs that seem to fit here. We are going to be going six. Maybe six is a little too sharp for the horse, but you know this horse has been running uh, at the good circuits. Has been running at Keeneland's, been running at uh, Churchill Downs. Um, you know it's got a run at Fairgrounds. It's got a Chucktown randomly in there for a stakes race. Um, but I think that this is a horse that that's been running against uh, pretty stiff competition, um, and, and is, is I think finding a slightly easier spot here, uh, and has like I said run some competitive numbers. Um, the three went west, uh, kind of similar, uh, except the opposite. Um, I think the figures are, are right there. 
but has been running against weaker competition, has been running at Hawthorne, has been running at Indiana, or uh, excuse me, uh, Horseshoe Indianapolis. Um, but it's coming off a win, you know, and, and some of these horses, you know, haven't necessarily had the best of recent form. Uh, but, you know, I think uh, the, the threes come in here off a win. Um, but it is definitely stepping up in competition. Uh, 10 to 1 on the morning line, you're going to get a decent price there. Um, speaking of form, the 5, St. Selby, uh, ran second here last time out. Uh, you know, almost went wire to wire, got nailed at the wire by a nose. Um, it is coming back here. I think is there is a bit of uh, pace in here. But maybe you get a scratch or two in here. Uh, you know, maybe the 5 just you know, out duels the eight. Um, that last race was 116 on the time form scale. And I'm going to tell you, that's exactly how fast uh, Corona Bolt, the favorite, ran last time out at Keeneland. So, you know, uh, you're getting 12 to 1 versus 9 to 5 in that case. Uh, I'll take 12 to 1. I already talked about the six, chasing time. Uh, and then obviously the last horse I'm going to use is the seven, Kavad. Uh, um, bet Mitch get rich Mitchell Merle aboard here Chris Hartman um, you know Chris Hartman is 19% on the meat um, you know he's having himself a, a meat so far uh, this is kind of a mid-pack horse so I think if it does get a little bit fast up front I think this is a horse that could kind of sit mid-pack and maybe make that run uh, and uh, and kind of pick up the pieces another one that's been running in the mid 110s um, and I think you know has has figures that are competitive that that fit right in here so i'm two three five six seven um i think uh top pick is probably the six here chasing time um i, I think five is a great value play if you're looking for a win bet in this race um if you get 10 to 1 on this five i think i, I would take it in fire you know i in my defense with, with the single of the eight Corona bolt at, at nine to five, I, I, I think that this looks like the speed of speed in a race. that's not that packed with speed. And then you have Brad Cox hitting at 26% with horses coming off of a long layoff. I'm just leaning into it. Like I said, I've seen it happen so many times that I just vow to not get burned by it. Um, also, I, I really like these bolt, the Oro babies that have been, that have been running as of late. Um, I hated bolt the Oro. I couldn't stand Bolt Dioro, but a lot of that had to do with the connections of Bolt Dioro and their Nickerees. like, yeah, and their their whole thing of like, oh yeah, this horse is gonna win the BC Juvenile, then we're gonna win the Kentucky Derby, and then um, you know, kind of kind of bravado that they had, and then to see the horse get beat by Good Magic like immediately after that happened, pretty sweet, <laughs> pretty sweet to watch. All right, on to it, the final leg where we win generational wealth hopefully the kind that lets us say things like this hey 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 don't rub on that you block that you understand that's alpaca that's twenty five thousand dollar alpaca you block that shit you don't rub on. put the club soda on there that that put that club soda on my alpaca money or hell we might even we might even win enough to finance our own mixtape and get in the get in the studio and drop rhymes like this. Yo, I just bought a dinosaur like Nicolas Cage. Uh, hey, what happened? Hey, what's going on? Race nine, eight furlongs, fifty-two thousand dollar, eight Louisiana bread, maiden special weight on the dirt. Since I'm double singles here, 
I'm doing a what I call a all I think is worth a damn burger. Not an all burger. And all I think is worth a damn burger. Uh, so I ended up one, two, three, four, five. I ended up six deep. I cannot tell you the last time I went six deep on a ticket, except for right now. That's what's happening. Uh, you went singled here, so I'm more interested in hearing who you have. Who's your single, Josh? I am going to single the eight. Captivating star here. Shane Wilson, Jose Guerrero, Um Last time out, they went a mile and 16th on the turf, and this horse went out and set some fractions and uh, obviously finished a, a tired eighth uh, by uh, seven and uh, a quarter lengths there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that looking at some of the other horses in this race, I mean, no one has – I mean, the six has shown a little bit of speed, but no one else has shown any kind of speed. So I think the eight – has got a shot to get out there and, and be lone speed. Um, obviously, uh, he might be coming on strong. Yes. Uh, seeing as he is uh, by uh, leading Louisiana sire uh, star guitar. Um, and yeah, I, I just think that this is this is your speed here. Uh, speed generally tends to be good at uh, at fairgrounds. And yeah, I just I just think that there, there's not any other speed that's going to be able to keep up with this horse. Um, obviously, he he did have it a bit his own way last time out and faded, but that was also on the turf. Um, you know, I, I think you know coming onto a less tiring surface uh, on the dirt here um, d- just gives him a, a really good shot to to go wire to wire. The other thing I love is if you look at Shane Wilson's stats, he is 25% second career race, 21% second time route. 21% going turf to dirt. Um, and yeah, I, I just think that, you know, star guitar tends to be much better on the dirt. Um, you know, you got street sense on the bottom, which can run on anything, but yeah, I, I just think that this is going to, this is going to be a nice, uh, nice race for, for captivating star here. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going wire to wire and winning. And that's how we're singling that last leg. Coming on strong. Yes, I, I love star guitar horses. If if only for that commercial, quite literally. Uh, do love a coming on strong uh, star guitar horse. Yeah, so I went six deep. Uh, I started with I, I'm going to pronounce it um, the correct way and then the real correct way. Uh, the number two, Cole Cole Beer, or Cole uh, Cole Burr, uh, as my as you know you're probably if you're, if you're from the south uh you know you're in with your your girlfriend's dad whenever he first offers you a cold beer you know um i think that's where that his name comes from this one gets blazed for the first time it has the looks of a speed horse that that packed it in after not making the lead as i discussed that is a dirty little pig boy angle i love betting those kind of horses because they tend to surprise at huge prices uh i used the four razor crest at four to one it's another one that has had trouble in each of its starts. This one at least showed some fight and didn't quite pack it in when it when headed early. Uh, makes me think with a clean start, this could be a horse that might sit a little bit closer of a stocking trip. Uh, the five, star, star, star. You think I'm playing a Louisiana bred maiden race and not using a star guitar horse? You silly bitch, of course I am. Uh, the seven court jester took a big step forward last out and it matches, uh, if it matches or moves forward, Again, this one could easily win. Uh, you mentioned the eight captivating star. That's definitely on the ticket because it is a star guitar horse. Um, and the 10 Cypress gold at nine to two. I think this is your most likely winner. Honestly, 
Uh, and the only horse that has really proven to make any sort of passing move. And I, I don't know how long you think the stretch at fairgrounds is, but I'm pretty certain it's about two weeks long. <laughs> it's, it's the long, it's agonizingly long. It is quite literally why I came up with the phrase, uh, prayers for the wire to hurry up and get there are seldom answered because at fairground, they're never fucking answered because that wire never shows up. Uh, it, it's, it's mind boggling. Like, I don't know why it seems so, I, I guess it has pretty tight turns that that has to be the, the only explanation and long straights, but man, I have been, been burned so many times with horses that look like they're going to get there on the lead. And then they just get passed because they had another half a mile to go. It feels like after they make the turn. All right. So I was two, four, five, seven, eight, and ten. Uh, let me go ahead and wrap up this ticket for you. Uh, I'm gonna rattle off what I have, and then Josh can do the same. Uh, first leg we were four, five, six. Second leg the two, seven. Then we hit our double singles. Uh, in the hump day leg, the middle leg we went with a three. In the penultimate leg we went with the eight, and then we rounded it out with two, four, five, seven, eight, ten. I'm an eighteen dollar ticket uh, at that fifty cent base. What about you, Josh? Uh, race five. Fairgrounds, pick five, one five nine with one three four with three six with two three five six seven with eight. And that's a forty-five dollar ticket for fifty cents. There we go. There we go. Josh, uh, I know you got a lot of things going on right now. You got a new show that you've been doing. Uh you gotta be shot tenning me, which is a a fucking great title um i i consider myself really good at naming things and i i will say that i had to stop and be like damn he did a good job naming that show uh and then you've got drink and champagne we'll talk about those yeah so uh over on the on the wrong lead uh youtube channel and podcast feed uh we obviously we have our, our two two podcasts going um i i'm hoping to have another episode a uh, kind of a special episode out tomorrow with a uh, a guest who's who's pretty popular in the sports betting and um and Vegas uh we'll say the Vegas scene Vegas uh vlog well not vlogger scene but Vegas podcaster scene um but uh so hopefully that works out and, and we'll have another video up on on Thursday with kind of an interview there um well, with with Derby season SZN obviously uh starting up uh we'll we'll be continuing with the live streams um, I think with Caleb, uh, you know, doing his thing in Boston to numerous, um, numerous people, uh, we'll, we'll, we might have to sub in some guests and, and get some, uh, get some rotation. So we'll, we'll try and start, start those back up. So we, we tend to be, do live streams on Thursday nights. So on the wrong lead.com at wrong underscore lead on Twitter. I'm at cherry drank. Um, and you can you know, find all the stuff that we're doing there. It turns out Caleb is the reason that syphilis is trending on Twitter yeah. right now. That's that's the reason because uh, he's doing things to people in Boston. Yeah. Weird. Although, hey, you know, Caleb, if you are listening, I uh, hope you get better. Uh, he uh, not syphilis, but he got COVID for like the fourth <laughs> oh, time. Like, dude. This, this dude is just I, he's a he's a COVID magnet. Uh, so, you know, hopefully he's uh, he's feeling a little better now. Well, uh, yeah. I, I hope it doesn't make him ugly because he is one of the prettiest people uh, that you will ever meet. I often say looking at him is like the first time I heard the Beatles. Um, 
That's going to do it for us here at the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We will be back tomorrow. Me and Barry Spears are going to be doing the, the Saturday Santa Anita card with a $100 budget. Uh, as Josh mentioned, we've got Andrew Champagne, his his co-host of Drinking Champagne, joining me on Friday. Uh, we're going to be going uh, over all of the stakes race for LeCompte Day at, uh, at Fairgrounds. And uh, yeah, pick up a dirty little pig boy shirt or any of the, the designs, because they're all dope, and they all will help me win a contest. Uh, yeah, that's it. We will catch you tomorrow with more Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Good night.